Better call. Better call. Heavy, heavy, heavy. Hello, welcome to another edition. It's Haberman and Middlecoff on YouTube or on the podcast. Thanks for being here. However, you're taking it in. And happy Mother's Day to all the women in your life, because we know we basically 99.9% men that listen to this. So thank your moms. Thank your baby mamas. Thank your wives. Thank your future uh, ladies. And uh, happy Mother's Day. Might be higher than ninety nine point nine. Yeah, I think it's hundred. It might be one hundred. <laughs> but I don't. But you know what? I don't think it is because I on the YouTube's when we do them, I see. I think some of the stats are a little off. Speaking I of the podcast, the I was, thinking, I was thinking of this podcast. I think the podcast is hundred. YouTube's probably ninety nine point four seven or something. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think some of the YouTube analytics are a hair off because I think they say a lot of the stuff I see is a hundred percent male, even though we know that to not be true. So. I don't know. You know, what, what Elon's going for. I don't think sometimes we can validate just a name on a chat. You know, you never quite know. That's true. You could, you and I could start a Twitter account that could be Julie Smith. You know, no one would know. That's right. Until Elon authenticates ham me. Ham for women show. What? Ham, just ham for women. What do you think we talk about? Branch out. Sports, same thing. Same exact stuff. What if we could like mix in like, you know, you're just going to spend a couple hours a week to watch like the Bachelorette and like a couple other things that will just draw. Why is that got to be for women, John? Well, because you've seen the what do you think the demo is on Bachelorette? What was what do you think the show that you that was most geared towards w- women that you liked the most was? Uh, what was the show with uh, Tony Parker's wife in yep. college? Ding, 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 ding. Eva Longoria. Uh, every Sunday night, what was that? Desperate, show Desperate, Desperate Housewives. That's that was going to be mine as well. Yep, yeah. that was a hell of a show, man. See, but now Maybe hearing us talk, who's watching it? Yeah, I think there were. I think, but it was were. basically a soap opera. It was pretty good. It was pretty. Remember that the husband of one chick was the dad from the from the OC. You remember the show, the OC? We're going, some of you are younger yeah. may not remember that show, yeah. but that'd be another one that was pretty transcendent, right? A lot of guys and girls. Yep, I would say the Bachelorette skews very high female. Right. What about the Bachelor? Still skews very high female. Don't you think? Which one would you rather watch? I mean, if you force me, I don't think I'd even care. I, mean, I would I rather watch like douchey dudes fight over one chick or a bunch of girls? I might go with the douchey dudes, and just the <laughs> one girl. <laughs> Uh, all right, John, before we get into it, and it's a big week, uh, big, big revelations this week. Let's tell the people I'm actually wearing. I've got double big Buck Mason on right now. I got a Buck Mason tee and a Buck Mason zip. You got a Buck Mason. I got a crew neck over it. You've got the Buck Mason V-neck. We love Buck Mason. You'll love it, too. BuckMason.com slash ham right now. When you go to BuckMason.com slash ham, you get a free Buck Mason shirt. And these are high quality shirts with any order, anything you order. A T-shirt comes with it. You get to pick the T-shirt, too. Yeah, I mean, you tipped me off about this before we even went into business with these guys. Their fabric is fantastic. Their clothes are awesome. Uh, We obviously, I mean, I think you and me combined probably own 12, 15 T-shirts. I'd say we're at about $1,200 a Buck Mason. Actually, we're probably almost $2,000 a Buck Mason. Yes, several several hoodies. Uh, I I bought those shorts, kind of, you know, the... uh, Sweat shorts? The sweat shorts, which... I base, those are what I sleep in and kind of wear around the house either in the morning or the at night, and they are fantastic. I, I those were fantastic buys. They're really really comfortable. Uh, you know, I don't like being too hot. I'm not a huge sweatpants guy. You know, I like uh, like if I'm going to wear long pants that aren't like pants, 
you know, they're like a uh, leisure wear. They got to be really light. So I, I love a good sweatpants shorts. They're, they're just so comfortable, but they let my legs breathe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like you said, buckmason.com, promo code ham, free t-shirt, or excuse me, buckmason.com slash ham. Get the free t-shirt, buckmason.com slash ham. Go, go check it out. Uh, tons of options. The t-shirts we can't, I mean, guys, skinny guy summer. We're coming right up, right? Yep. We love the hoodies too, but uh, one, a couple, two pro tips for you. Uh, one, Unless you're, if you're like, if you like a tight tee, then get your normal size. If you want a little more casual or not casual, but looser fit, just size up. Trust us. It'll be the right size. If you just size up. Um, I'm a big fan of the Pima tee. I think it works in multiple. You can wear it. It's very uh, comfortable to just wear around, but it looks good if you go out with it. But I will. Here's my second pro tip, John. Right this second, as we speak, I am wearing the Trail Traverse curved hem t okay that's what's oh. called the trail traverse curved hem t oh and it's it you know they show a guy running in the shirt um but you could easily wear it It doesn't look like dry fit is what's great about it doesn't feel like dry fit which is what's great about it but it's a little different than the other tees it's a little more expensive it's 45 dollars. so what i did was i made that my free tee and then i got another t-shirt like the pima or the slub which are also the great but a little uh, like $7 cheaper that just saying, if you, it's a, you could wear it casually. You can work out in it. It's just a big fan. Just a little pro tip. I like it. I like it. Bugmason.com slash ham. Go get it right now. Free t-shirt tip from the pros. Dog leg, right? Try and play it three, play three Oh five to the middle. And then it's an easy pitching wedge in. All right. I, I actually threw a little money on uh Joel Damon. We're recording this before the end of the golf tournament, and he was in the lead. And then all of a sudden, I look, and he's dropped seven shots in like four holes. He went triple bogey, bogey to finish on wow. Friday. It wasn't awesome. Is he going to depart with Sergio? Uh, no, I don't think so. But be nice if he did. John, big story in the NFL this week is schedule release. The schedule comes out on Thursday for the NFL, uh, five o'clock Pacific. You know, the teams release all of theirs. There's a big show. We'll obviously uh, have, you can have our show. And um, there's going to be some lead up to it as well. From what I understand, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, each of the three networks, a, uh, ESPN, ABC, ESPN, uh, uh, I guess there's four networks, NBC, Fox, CBS. So I don't know exactly how they're going to do it, but each one is going to reveal one big game on each day. So maybe it includes Thursday. One of them reveals a game Thursday morning or something. I like on the day of the schedule release, you know, if the schedule release is at five Eastern or six Eastern, whatever it is, all the, the teams love giving their beat reporters, like throwing them a bone and every beat reporter throughout the league will be like sources, Eagles football team, December 27th. You know, it'll just be random games like Jags Titans, October 17th. You know, but it's 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 usually just some random games. Yes, it's like yes. Vikings, Seattle, September tenth. You know, you're like, whoa, opener. You know, yep. Hope we're not coming back from the East Coast for that game. And then there's always the one guy like I've taken every single beat writer's reports here so far. The schedule, of the <laughs> entire league, of what I have so far. <laughs> so what we thought we would do, and we talked about it. Um, the other day, just casually in passing, and then we thought, oh, we should really talk, but kind of break this down, is look at the Niners' schedule and figure out what would be ideal for Trey Lance. Trying to think about what would be the best thing for a, a quote-unquote rookie, but for a second-year 
a first-time starting quarterback and and Trey Lance is one. So if you're watching, what we have here is all their non-divisional games. We obviously know their divisional games. We actually know one of the games, right? Right. It's the we, one in Mexico. That's uh, the Cardinals game, and um, it's going to be on November 21st. Okay? So that game we know. They're going to go to Estadio Azteca. Azteca. So, like, here's an example as we look through, and and here are the. I'm just going to rattle through for those of you listening. They're non they're non divisional games. Commanders, Falcons, Panthers, Broncos, Raiders, Saints, Bucks, Chiefs, Chargers, Bears, Dolphins. Six of them are at home. Five of them on the road. The home games are Commanders, Saints, Bucks, Chiefs, Chargers, Dolphins. So road games: Falcons, Panthers, Broncos, Raiders, Bears. That Bucks Santa Clara game going to be a pretty big one, don't you think? I do. Which I've got a few notes. I I think I for thinking like thinking about Trey Lance as we think through this. I think it'd be better if that game were not early, because I think it is going to feel. I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on that game, and maybe if it's after he's made eight starts, he won't feel it quite as much, and he'll be a little more comfortable. So that's one of my early takes. I think it'd be better for him if the Bucks game is not early in the season. Agreed. I would I say of the of the games that we see right there, I would say the Bears on the road opening up would be a relatively easy game. Their defense stinks. They got rid of good players, coaching turnover. Their offense doesn't have much. And it's not too far of a travel. You know, before, over the years, right, they've opened up in Detroit. They've opened up in Tampa. I don't love a 10 a.m. East Coast kickoff first real start so you would not want team. i'd rather play at home you would not want atlanta team. week one even though atlanta could be worse than chicago yeah don't hate that one that would be the one i would choose probably but even then i, I would like like week two yeah i, I mean you could you, argue I think if you could choose you'd want to open at home atlanta younger co- younger corners i mean niners you know in theory potentially younger corners atlanta potentially good talent at receiver but I don't think their roster is very good. Um, okay, so you would want to be at home. I, to me, I, this is pretty simple for me. I would take one of two teams at home, and it would be Seattle or it would be Arizona. It can't be L.A. because we know L.A. is right opening the season for the league right. on Thursday night. So to me, I would choose a Sunday, 1 o'clock or one o five kickoff against the Seattle Seahawks or the Arizona Cardinals. Obviously, he's played against the Arizona Cardinals, and he's played a half against Pete Carroll and, and you know a lot of those guys on, that are still on the defense. But part of it is not just he's played against those teams. The three teams that he's seen the most of, just sitting down with Jimmy Garoppolo and last year with Scangarello and Kyle, is just those three teams in his division, right? They just play six games against the division. You watch a lot of cross tape. So you would say he by far would be the most just feel comfortable watching those teams on film. And he literally had a start against, I mean, a lot of those guys that he played against the Cardinals, you know, Isaiah Simmons, Buda Baker, I guess Chandler's gone, but Watt, you know, so th- those guys are going to be back, right? By Byron Murphy's their corner. Like he's just the names, like you just throw out in the scouting report. Like he said those names and then he literally played against them. I, to me, that would be the number one pick, even though you would argue that Kyler Murray is the scariest like Kyler Murray's the MVP of the NFL like the last two years in September. It's like, oh, Kyler, he's on the MVP path. And we've seen it against the Niners. He beat him, was it last year or two years ago? 
You beat them both times. Well, well you no, beat they, them. They, they, they the Niners lost the Cardinals year. twice last year. Yeah, I, I was talking week one. I guess it was two oh. years ago. Remember, they they opened up against the Cardinals at home and lost the year that they went six and ten. But yep. that was before they got a bunch of injuries. So I would rather play Seattle week one than Arizona because I think Arizona is going to be better than Seattle next year. And you you play Arizona. I, you could although you could apply this to both teams because you know you don't want to lose that home game. Arizona's I mean, better for sure. I'm not. I, I I'd agree there. Well, and so part of it is not only they could beat you, but because Arizona's better, the games you play against them might turn out to matter more later. And I don't want Trey playing because obviously the second time around is going to be not at home. It's going to be in Mexico. Um, I don't want the second time around to be you know a must win situation if I can avoid it. Now going to Seattle's tough too, but he's been there, right? Um, and again, that team's not as good. So to me, to me, you wouldn't you want the Seattle game in November, December when they're shitty and the twelves are just over it. <laughs> the second we, game, yeah, the road game, yeah. You would you would just say week one Seattle. You might just get a really good effort from the crowd. Usually, if you have a team that's competing to be a top five draft pick, you could argue by Halloween, but definitely by like mid late November, December. It's just it's not the same. I agree. I'm saying though, I want the I want the home game week one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm with you. Um, I also think with Arizona, you you do want to play them. Like you have specific times you'd want to play them. You'd want to play you, them. But, but I guess what I'm saying on the Seattle thing, if you if if you could pick a date when you could put that Seattle game, you would put that in December. The road one. Agreed. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah. I also think you uh you want to play Arizona in the first six weeks. If you could, we already know you're gonna play them once late November, which is perfect. They're usually collapsing by then. Yeah. Play play them once without DeAndre Hopkins. Um, early on. What about, would you want to play Denver the week before you play the Cardinals on Monday Night Football? Elevation sensation. Get your bodies right. Mile Do high. Do one of those where you just stay out there too? Do you want to like soak it stay in? out there? Yep. What if I pivoted here? Uh, yeah, I mean, I once the season goes, I don't think it matters, right? Once you get to like October, you're playing all these good teams regardless. Do you want to get one of the sweet teams out of the way and maybe you catch them you know, still move like Kansas City, some new parts, Denver, lot going on, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot going on. The Chargers, huge pressure. Get them at home. Where the Chargers game? Yeah, get them at home. Everyone's like, oh, there's a Super Bowl team. Then all of a sudden you beat them and everyone's like, oh, out on the Chargers. Then all of a sudden they play a short week because remember they announced the draft, like Chargers Chiefs week, I guess it's not week one, it'd be week two, but it's the first game for Bezos and Amazon and Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet playing four days and all of a sudden like, oh, they better beat the Chiefs. They'll be 0-2. So you just kind of, you don't catch them. You can't catch anyone sleeping. That's why you could argue it doesn't really matter week one because we see weird shit happen. So it's like, yeah, you can play the Falcons, but that might be the best game they play all season. You know, or just they believe. Then all of a sudden you're 1-5 and and the season's over. But, you know, it to me the key is a home game. I, I think that is the key. Just start at home, ease into it. You could argue the opponent. I mean, clearly there are teams on paper that are better. But I, you see, I remember the Jags two years ago beat Phillip Rivers. Now, granted, the Jags have beat the Colts, whatever, eight straight years. But mm-hmm. you just see the Patriots last year lost to the Dolphins week one. Week, week one, you know, I, I don't you know. Argue you'd argue you'd rather play a good team week one. Yeah, that's that's where I'm kind of convincing. Let's just take the fucking Chiefs or the Chargers. Because there is some pressure on them knowing that they got to play in four days. Well, the other thing is, if you're going to play a really talented team, right? What's the, the Niners' best asset on, on offense? And the Chargers. <laughs> What's that? 
I was like, he might just want. I don't know if I want Mahomes or Herbert week one. I wouldn't want Mahomes. I'd be more inclined to play the Chargers. I, I, the Niners' best asset offensively is their is their head coach's game planning and play calling ability. So if you're going to play a team with a better quarterback, the more time you have to prepare, I think it, it, it I think the preparation time is advantageous for the for the less good team, right? Agree. Or at least the less the lead, like. The best can just step out there and freestyle. If it's a we got a we got a rap battle going on, and you only had ten minutes notice, that benefits the more talented rapper. If you have five hours notice, I think that benefits the less talented rapper. One disadvantage on some of these teams would be they have new coaches or new quarter, you know, new personnel. Yeah, calling plays like Raiders, all new, Broncos, all new, uh, Bears, all new, Dolphins, all new. So you just even the Saints Bucks did make a coaching change. Yeah, same with the, same with the Bucks and the Saints. I mean, co- different head coaches. So would you Bucks rather catch those guys? Kind of similar. Would you rather catch those guys three or four weeks into the season when you have some tape and just take your chances, like with the Falcons who have everyone coming back, or the Commanders that have everyone coming back, or the Bears, or excuse me, the Chargers or the Chiefs that just have the same coaching staff? Yeah, I, I think Obviously, the more the Chargers we talk have much better players. That's, you know, Bosa, know. Mac, the more we talk know. about this, the more Seattle at home feels like a great way to start the year. But the Niners, to your point, have, a, have in recent years at least started the years with weird games. I wouldn't be opposed to Arizona either. And just, you know, take your chance with Kyler. What, it feels like, like, like football team, like Washington football team week one. Something like that. I, take, I, I think they'd be fine with that, too, don't you think? Wentz? Yeah, I mean, it's just, bench. you know, a solid, competent defense, but you can't go around hoping your schedule is filled with incompetent teams. Doesn't In theory, matter. they should be competent on defense. I think they've kind of underwhelmed. Del Rio's tweeting it back and forth with fans. Saw that yesterday. And that's a bad thing? Uh, No, but I just, the, 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 this one fan was just like, can we just start tackling people this year? And I think Del Rio quoted the tweet. He's like, that's the goal with the new guys. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool, 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 cool. All right, John, we're going to uh, sprinkle in some mailbag content into the show today. It's been a while since we've done a mailbag. We appreciate everybody that goes to Apple Podcasts and leaves us a review. Five stars. Uh, and in that review, you tell us something. Ask us a question. It can be anything. We'd love if you tell us your favorite bars, uh, where you like to hang, that kind of thing. But um, these have been piling up. And so we we pulled off a few here, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna jump through them. All right, here we go. First up, this comes from James. This comes from James. He headlines this. Tell me I'm wrong. I already like the way this is beginning. James says Daniel Jeremiah said that there are no great receivers over the age of 31. The only one I can think of is Adam Thielen. What's the age where running backs stop being great? 26. Is there an age when each position falls off? And what's that age? I think linebackers, corners, and safeties are not that important. Why would you na- Why would you not take five first-round picks on the D-line before taking any of them? So uh, a lot of questions there, but I appreciate I, a thoughtful a thoughtful I, letter. I, I am in complete agreement. I, I thought one of the most head-scratching picks of the draft was Drake London at eight. Not because... You know, Drake London, I mean, I liked him when he was at USC, but the Atlanta Falcons, who have been absolutely an unmitigated disaster on the line of scrimmages, why not just take Jordan Davis? Why not just take 
Cross, the dude from Mississippi State. Why not just take a Hoss on the line of scrimmage? Do you know what you could do in the second round? I don't know. The Chiefs sure like Sky Moore. Do they have a pretty good history of figuring out wide receivers? Couldn't you have taken a good wide receiver in the second round? Like I, I think the formula is pretty clear. When if there's a tie, lean line. And listen, I, I get why Joe Douglas likes Sauce Gardner, the swag, and he's a talented player. I, I get why the Texans, you know, Stingley trying to hit a home run and get the next Revis. But if you said, would you rather the next Revis or rather the next Aaron Donald or, you know, Tyron Smith or Trent Williams? I, I think we all agree. You, you'd just be like, well, give me the sweet lineman and then give me an average corner, right? And it's just so clear you can find. I, I don't want to say that wide receivers are quite running backs because I do think they're more important when you get a really, really good one in this game. But they're definitely easier to like like running backs. They're pretty easy to find really good starters you know, I, I think not necessarily like in running backs, you can find like starters four, six, fifth, sixth, seventh round, but you can definitely find legit wide receivers in the second and third round. Like, so I, I think most of the best wide receivers in the league are basically second and third round picks right now. But I, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson have changed it a little bit the last couple of years, but Devontae, Keenan, I mean, Tyreek fell because of some off the field stuff, but, you know, obviously AJ Brown, Debo, and DK and that crew, right? I mean, are great examples. I mean, those three guys have been easily the last several years, three of the better players in the league, non-quarterback on offense. Yeah. What's crazy about receivers is you can get guys that physically, like DK, uh, you know, it's hard to find defensive linemen that have some of those physical tools, like the elite physical traits. Like DK has elite physical traits, right? Um. AJ Brown. Would you say it's why a lot of people are fired up on the Niners second round pick? Because like, how does a guy like Dre Jackson even right. there? It never happens. Yeah, it doesn't happen. Is there an age where running backs stop being great? Twenty six. I mean, that's that's actually about the age. I mean, Derrick Henry's trying to be an outlier there because he's now. I think he's now twenty seven. But and what happened to him last year? Right, foot broke. Yeah, disappeared. Uh, and by the way, on the on the DJ point, there's no great receiver over the age of thirty one. Tight ends, you get some guys older than 31, right? Like some of the, like uh, uh, Zach, Ertz, um, not Zach, Ertz, well, Zach Ertz is 31, but uh, Travis Kelsey's 32, right? Or 31 or 32. Gronk is 32. Um, But in terms of pure receivers, I mean, AJ, AJ uh, Green, I think is 33. And Julio it feels, feels like, like he fell off a similar age. How old is Julio? Probably, I would say the same, 32, 33, 34, somewhere in that range. Here, here, I've got leading receivers by age. So here's your guys. Cup, 28, Adams, 29, Hill, 27, Jefferson, 22, Mark Andrews, tight end, 26, Deontay Johnson, Steelers, 25, Keenan Allen, 29, Jalen Waddle, 23, Diggs, 28, Renfro, 26, Godwin, 25, DJ Moore, 24, Kelsey, 32, Hollywood, 24, Brandon Cooks, 28, Amon Ross St. Brown, 22, Michael Pittman, 24, Jacoby Myers, 25, Cole Beasley, 32. You know who had an underrated career that I, I mean, you and I talked about this guy the other day randomly, but we just, I just don't feel like we quite talk about like, God, this guy was good. And he, I mean, we know he's good, but he just doesn't get Tony Gonzalez guy. When he got traded to the Atlanta Falcons at 33 years old, he played five seasons for them. Never missed one game. 16, 16, 16, 16. His stats, 83-6, 76, 87, 93-8, 
at 37 years old, his last year in the league, 83-8. And then he said, wow. I'm out. Did not have to retire. Did he get hurt? Did he play every game? Remember, he just kind of, he made the Pro Bowl. I think he just bounced. Wow. A lot of Pro Bowls. Uh, good review, James. Thank you. Good, good. That was a good way to start it off. Uh, this one's called Name Change. Here's some name change ideas for you guys if you're going to change the name of your podcast. Roughing the passer with Middlecoff and Haberman, probably taken. Well, not the Middlecoff and Haberman part. The pylons, personal foul. I like some of these, your name is first and some of these, my name is first. So maybe the rhythm, I should read it. The pylons with Middlecoff and Haberman, personal foul with Haberman and Middlecoff. Taunting with Haberman and Middlecoff. My favorite, coin toss with Middlecoff and Haberman. Second favorite. Thanks. I wonder why he did switch up the names. The flow, Haberman Milkoff flows. Uh, I don't, thanks. Personal foul, don't hate that. Taunting? Taunting, yeah. The pylons. Pylons Pylons is actually a funny word that in a weird way I like, you know, because you know, it's like, we know what they are in football, but pylons, when you say pylons, 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 it's a funny, funny word. Listen Moving the pylon. Show, Scott Malinoff, who uh, is a coach for Trent Dilfer, shot me an email like a week ago. Maybe I mentioned this on the show. The name was uh, Play Action. Like play a, Action. Not right. terrible. Because part of it is like, obviously, it's a football term, but just the two words, right? Play Action. Like, there's just, to me, the word action is just like yeah. kind of. So some action shit going on. Yep. I just, he, he damn me this play action cast is one of the things he said to me, but we don't want cast pod show show. If you can avoid it, play action with Haberman Milkoff play action, guy, play action with guy, John. Yeah. How about just, just John guy, John guy, like John boy, but John guy. <laughs> John, what's John? What's uh, the media guy's name? John boy, John boy with an M. John boy, John boy. We could be John guy. <laughs> Made me laugh. All right. Next up from Devo, Devo, Devo Choco, Dave Ocho Cinco, Dave Ocho Cinco. Took me a second. Ocho for science. Ocho for science. Yeah. It's just Ocho Cinco eats McDonald's every day. And he said, he tweets all the time. Like I'm 2% body fat. Eats <laughs> McDonald's every day. Remember, a guy did a whole, like a year documentary on that. Super yeah, that guy thing. was a fat, uh, non-athlete. This is Ocho. Uh, pot idea. Previously, you guys did a podcast about John's time in the NFL and his scouting experience. I've always thought it would be interesting to hear you guys do the same thing. But for Guy, I think you could easily do a full-length pot on being a broadcaster when things slow down after the draft. Many of us have no idea what that's like, aside from what we see on TV. For example, Guy mentioned something called a cough button, which I had no idea was a thing. What's it like being a play-by-play broadcaster? The prep work, maybe some interesting stories about people you've met or uh, met or experiences you had, etc. Didn't we do that in the pandemic? Early pandemic content. Things have changed. Our listeners have doubled since. You know, I mean, I, I just new people, new earballs. Sometimes you, I think we take for granted. I, we, I think we had a question the other day, or maybe this was a DM that also alluded to. Sorry, the I read that whole we thing. I didn't about. put it on the video. With yeah. uh, the Mike Shanahan meeting, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ty Davis Price. Price. Yeah, and someone's like, "What actually happens on that the, those player visits?" And you just realize, like, "Oh, player visits." And people are like, "Well, what does he actually do? Does he like just talk to one person?" Mm. Like, well, you, and then you just kind of realize, like, 
you don't sometimes like there's a cough button. Like you, I don't think most people realize that like when you call a, a football game or a basketball game, someone's talking into your ear while you're talking, but just basic things of like that you just take for granted once you do something for a while that other people don't know. Cause I remember when caller daddy got really famous and then they were fighting with Portnoy and then it turned out they record their own show and then they edit it all. And people were like, wait, this is, this isn't like just an organic podcast. And they're like, are all podcasts like recorded and then manipulated? It's like, well, ours isn't. I, I've never been a part of one that isn't just maybe if you remove something because you have like a coughing spell or you're like that, you start a segment over cause it was really shitty, but not like, she had like three hours of content every week and then she would mix it all together. It's like maybe some podcasts do it like that. Oh. Like you just realize people don't even know a lot of times how things actually work. You know, that's why whenever yeah, maybe. you hear someone like an actor or someone that's in an industry that you're kind of interested in, like how that works, you're like, whoa, that was pretty impressive. Like the Beatles thing. Remember that you watched, I didn't end up watching it, but like that one scene where they're playing, uh, creating the song and they just start jamming and they mm -hmm. just, nah, 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 nah. and then mm -hmm. eventually the song comes out. You're like, mm -hmm. that's how you make a song. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I watched, I, I watched, uh, who, what song did I watch? Oh, sympathy for the devil. There's only like a two minute clip rolling stones. What I, I think in the conversation for the greatest song of all time. And, uh, please allow me to introduce myself. That song, you know, that song, uh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Just, uh, and, uh, but it was only like a minute and a half. I wanted, I could have watched that thing for as long as I could have watched seven hours of them just trying to figure that song out. So you're right. Um, what we, what some people take for granted is common knowledge. Other people, maybe we should just do a whole, like do some, pick a few scouting things again and do some of that stuff and do some, you know, what behind the scenes of a big game, like a broadcast is like that kind of thing too. Uh, this summer. That might be cool. You know, like pick like instead of doing one show that's just what it's like to be a scout, like we do, we pick like three different things. Like what's it like to host? I don't know, whatever, like three thing. And we do like one on each show. Even if it's just like, what does a scout do when he shows up at USC? Like what's his day? Yeah, that's yeah, uh, that's perfect. Hell, I didn't even I, people had to teach me. I was like, what do what do you do? <laughs> Where do I go? Who do I talk to? When's lunch? Yeah. I like that. All right. Thank you, Dave Ochocinco. You got our you got our wheels turning. Uh, this person, Mikey, five stars. Merch. Guy and John, you guys need some new merch. I would buy multiple shirts and wear them multiple times a week. I'm personally thinking a crossover with Tito's Handmade Vodka, like Haberman and Middlecoff, presented by Tito's Handmade Vodka, a black or white T-shirt. I'd pay 40 bucks for it. Love you guys. Take it easy. <laughs> I mean, you want to be in charge of merch, Mikey? Like, you just nailed it. <laughs> Yeah. Any, anyone out there, if you, you know, you're interested, you're in the merch business and you can do, uh, you know, the creation and the distribution, our emails and our Twitter accounts, we're always open for business to talk. For people, was this, was this, do we do this in 2021 or 2020? I thought they were made, yeah, made in yeah, 2020. Well, we made them definitely, we got them like January 2020. When did we sell them? Was uh, it last year? It was last year. I think it was last year. No? Yeah, maybe even the fall of 20 or early 2021. Anyway, I've got we've got promo code ham hats that uh, went out. But we, like you said, a lot of new people to the show since we did this. So we did have one piece of merch that went out in uh, a limited drop. We sold 100 hats and we sold them out very fast. Uh, so that's what those were. I think we have an idea for a uh, 
the the logo of ham the way it would look would probably look pretty cool on a hat yeah i think so i think so and the more we go through names i'm not we're just spitballing here the more i not the more i'm inclined but i do think there's a benefit to staying with haberman and middlecoff and not changing the name but we're open-minded ongoing discussions yeah no set date i mean yeah nothing. there's no you know, let me check with the boss ball. here we're just oh. spit we're, we're spitballers Alex, we're idea, we thrive on ideas you know that's right i heard rick rubin you know the big time music producer yeah with the beard the beard he said that um one of his rules in uh doing a like when they're making an album or whatever is that get stoned before <laughs> get stoned any idea we try so like if somebody has an idea and you're and and if someone thinks like oh that's a bad idea that's fine but let's just try it because it might come out differently than we all because if I say let's do something and you say let's do something we might each imagine the other person's idea differently than it would actually be totally so let's try and then if we don't like it we don't like it I'll never forget when we hosted that baseball show on our radio show with Euclid and Eric Burns and I think Greg Papa remember that it was like the baseball hour I think. Yeah, and Euclid, I don't know if there was a caller or he just said it like the like how did that Red Sox team turn into a power? And he said every single guy their first reaction. He's like, I've been on so many teams where the first reaction is like, Hey, we're, you're batting seventh today instead of second, and they're like, Fuck that, no, I need you to play left field instead of third base today. No, every second, like, every guy on that team, the all first reaction to anything was always yes. Sometimes you think about that, like if it's easy, the older you get, and I, I can get like this sometimes, like no, don't want to do that. It's a bad mindset to have. Most of like, how often does Elon like, yeah, we'll try it. Let's try it. Let's try it. Let's try it. Let's try it. Even if 99% of things don't work, if one works and it's SpaceX, you're like, I'm a billionaire. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next up, John, this is from Alex and Fresno. Big fan of the pot. I listen to ham and three and out religiously. Valley native fellow bulldog alum guy and John, do you have any plans on catching a dog's game and drinking a little Tito soon? Regardless, back to the Niners. Do you think there's some sort (laughs) of, Actually, I'm watching Fresno State baseball tonight. Uh, do you think there's some sort of plan? I'm, I'm not. Do you think there's some sort of plan? But uh, Mike Bates will go get him. Do you think there's some sort of plan to Kyle Shanahan's consistent stubbornness and not getting over the championship hump to things like not spending much during free agency? Ayuk doghouse. Doghouse means something different to those of us who've been in Fresno. I do want to go to a Fresno State game. I, I actually well, might go. I was thinking I might go to a game next year. A football it's one game. of those things. Yeah, you say it out loud and it sounds good, and then you, the execution of it. But it's like next year, I think their team should be pretty good. Hayner, Tedford's back. Now I don't. Their home schedule probably isn't great. You know, obviously Boise. You want to go to the Boise game, John? But wasn't the Boise game at home this year? Was they it? got their ass kicked. Yeah. So I just, I, uh, you know, I'm gonna try to go you, if you want to go. San Jose State, maybe Utah State. Uh, anyway, does uh, Shanahan's stubbornness get in the way of winning a championship? Free agency, not spending. Ayuk in the doghouse. Jimmy drama. Seems to me like Kyle's kind of content with just making the playoffs. Huge year with how Lance pans out this season. Yeah, I don't think he's content. <laughs> I don't think so either. Doghouse grill, by the way. A buddy of mine was in San Luis Obispo not long ago and sent me oh. a photo. And he goes, is this related to doghouse? It was a picture from him at Firestone because he's been to Fresno a lot. And I said, yes, that is related to doghouse. <laughs> Why? In, in relation, like that's the dad. Doghouse is the son. Right, right, right. I mean, that, uh, I've had the Firestone I, was the uh, the way they got the name was that used to be Firestone Tires, and the oh, guy you was know, the that guy, guy on did, the Bachelor. Uh, 
yeah, his I mean his grandparents, then he turned into Firestone Beer, you know, up the street in Paso Robles or ah. whatever. But Dave Billingsley, who, you know, run, owns them all, I mean his his uh nephew Matty Billingsley runs the one in Fresno. Right. He does live in San Luis Obispo. Gotcha. Like that's his that's his home base. And that's Firestone's his baby, and it is a cash cow. I have like not been to Doghouse in too long, but Maddie, I'll say this: like he runs the show, he was all you'd walk in there, he'd be back there sweating, making the meat. I mean that place, and I've not. Butter, I don't know, butter, maybe, bread, John. I what did I have? I had last Sunday when I went to get some food before the Warrior game. Somebody told me about this place. I went and got you know like brisket sandwich. I mean it's just everything's just a two compared to Doghouse tri-tip sandwich. And I have brisket sandwich close. at Chase or outside of Chase. No, no, no. Warrior game. I went to get food. It was like somewhere in, I don't even know where, in the east, somewhere in the East Bay. Oh, oh, oh. Before it's just a restaurant. Me, told me, oh, oh, they got a brisket God. sandwich. Great. I, I cannot, I have not found anything close to Doghouse Tri-Tip. Do you see when anyone ever tries to do a semi-seriously like burger review or hotel review, is is everyone just ripping off the pizza review of Dave? When they do like my my Mexican food review. Like I just stumble upon that. Like people trying to do that. Let's review the, you know, the, I mean, the Dave chicken nuggets. Not, at, Portnoy's done it at a level that, but I mean, people have been reviewing food for eternity. I'm saying people our age range and younger on oh. social media the last couple of years doing anything of that is, would you say a direct ripoff of kind of seeing his success? Um, not, it's not like their not business. It's not like their business. It's just I would like say it's very possible that most of them are heavily influenced by Portnoy, but I also don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that somebody would just have that idea. Yeah. Reviews have been the going on. The thing with for... Portnoy to me that's next level, she's like, how is he finding – he's eating pizza all the time. you got to go to these places. They might be an hour away, three hours away, 45 minutes away. I mean, that the dedication and the consistency and the discipline is – Yeah. Incredible. I, I would say an underrated part of that is – I think they're at the point now where I bet they have so many people reaching out and he has a list of people that he has to hit right when yeah. he's in certain areas. Yeah. Also, you can't give everybody a nine point. You can't give everybody an eight point. Nine, he nine, doesn't. Nine. I would say the one thing no, about no, Dave, I know he doesn't. I'm saying it's part of the reason it works. Yeah. Cause you're like, Oh shit, that sucks for those people. <laughs> I think what's so you know what special I mean? like, about oh, that. Fortnite just gave him a 6.5. They are screwed. Do you agree that it probably wouldn't have worked with any other food group? Yeah. Just the way a, a pizza set up just, in a box. It's just so it's so, yeah. This is the simplest. I do agree with that. Yeah, yeah. You want to uh, fire off a little ad read before uh, the next question? Uh, no, I was going to do one more, and then we had the other thing we were going to do. Okay, if you still yeah, want yeah. to do the other yeah, thing. yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, last one because this isn't even a question. Uh, from Fifty Cent Rocks, the best ham pot's my go-to pot during the off season and the regular season, and for good reason. Didn't mean to rhyme. But it, but it did. Just feels like you're talking sports with your buddies. I'll forever be grateful for them talking me off the ledge during peak Mac Jones mania. Keep up the awesome awesome work and consider me a fan for life. That was a hell of a time, man. That was that was a fun month of uh, being in the biz, being in the weeds. That that was just it. Really mattered. I mean, you couldn't go anywhere without the conversation, and it was a it was a true conversation. Like this shit isn't real, man, is it? It was the biggest story. Everybody was talking about it. It was bigger than Debo, I would say. I would say it was way bigger than Debo because you were drafting your franchise quarterback, right? And everyone had an opinion on Mac Jones because he played at Alabama. Everyone had seen him. And and I think the connection of Ky- people have been hearing about Kyle and Kirk Cousins forever. And 
They think he likes these overachievers. Everyone was projecting on the (laughs) – and again, I still think he liked them. So, I mean, I don't think everyone was wrong. That's the thing. But clearly everyone forced Kyle to kind of snap in that press conference. And it was – snapped on purpose to try and throw everybody off. Yeah. For no real reason, you know. I, I think we're gonna need a Wickersham deep dive article in about a year on just how I take a, I'd read a whole book <laughs> on just a month. Yeah, just day by day. I remember the moment that the day the trade happened. It was like they they did what? I mean, it's pretty on. It's borderline on. I mean, you, you, there's a chance guy that never happens again. A team a month before a the month, draft trades yeah. that much for the third pick in an NFL draft. I know when there's two when there's quarterbacks going one and two so you're getting the third quote unquote the third best the third choice of quarterbacks right we're i mean it was five guys ended up going the top 15 so it was very unique yeah i, I heard knew who say you that, knew who was going one and you thought you knew who was going two but you don't really know right that was the other part of it like well how many of these guys do you like you could you like two of them i was in the car today and i heard coward say that he read somewhere because he was talking about Baker. He's like, where's he going to end up? He's like, well, if he doesn't figure it out this year, the next year, the over-under already on the quarterbacks in the first round is five and a half. And I started thinking like, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, then am I missing quarterbacks? Like who? Caleb well, Williams the, isn't eligible. The guy at Kentucky is supposed to be good. Okay, so he must be Scan in Scangarell is going to turn him into a top 10 pick. Well, or ruin his career. Uh, uh, What's his name? I'll look real quick. Ca- um, Caleb Williams, though, is not draft eligible, correct? No, he's not draft eligible. So uh, Tanner McKee not, at Stanford. I saw Will Levis is the Kentucky guy. Tanner McKee at Stanford. I know David Shaw says he thinks he could be a top 15 pick. Brugler had him in the top 25 in his 2023 mock draft. Didn't you do their spring game? Yeah. I mean, he's fucking he's six. He's humongous. He's got a cannon for an arm. Like, Solid throw, dude. Throwing seeds. I mean, he played last year. But I'm saying, like, you just you just did a scouting you yeah. know, a couple weeks ago. What do you, Big arm. you think? Like, did you think like I'm looking at a top 15 quarterback? Well, I just, I mean, yeah, he looks, he does look like that. Spring game was not the game that was going to make you, you know, what I'm saying, like, he's got. I want to see him play a season because Davis Mills could have been that, and just never got enough of it. Like, I just need to watch. I just want to watch this guy play seven games. Like, let's just watch seven straight games. They love he has him. all the physical tools. And the thing with Stanford, they're always high character guys, and they have they if they're they've got good receivers hurt right now so if they, they can get their guys healthy what kind of, are they like sprint yeah know? like bigger they've got bryson tremaine who's like a bigger guy they've got michael wilson they've got uh so it's not a true freshman tight end who's do you know what's not you know what's not your who's a good pass catching tight end you know what's not inconceivable that again this kid uh the kentucky guy like i, I don't think the order is set by any means cj stroud it's hard to watch him and not think like yeah that's probably, that's probably going one <laughs> Just, I mean, I've watched enough of CJ Stroud where it's like you just come away every time you watch him. Now, I think the knock on him is like it does feel like their guys just get wide open and they're clearly. Yeah. Uh, here's what I already predict with CJ Stroud it's going to be a little Mac Jones, too. Like, it's almost too easy. He's got too much talent. <laughs> He's throwing it to fucking Marvin Harrison Jr., who might as well be Marvin Harrison Sr., this other guy who's better than the other two guys that were just drafted 10 and 11. <laughs> you can already see where that's going. It's like, this is too easy. Because when you watch, you're like, God, CJ throws a beautiful ball. It just floats right in their hands. Boston College has a guy 6'5". Uh, Hendon Hooker at Tennessee is a big guy, 6'4". Like Coastal Carolina's guy, Grayson McCall. Uh, and let's not forget, John. Oh, Keaton Slovis at Pitt. Let's not forget. Jake Hayner. Biggest heart of them all. <laughs> Jake, mother bleep and Hayner. 
So it's a you're already throwing names out. I'll be honest, I haven't heard of half of these guys. I'm, but yeah, I'm, well, I'm, I'm I'm kind of excited. I am if too. You, if if you get a four four ish like lock quarterback draft in the first round, that we got a draft next year, right? And we yeah. got a great college football season because all That's of a sudden right. it's like this guy from Boston College might be going ten Friday night, right? And you're just like, I'll peek at him. Yep, I'm in. All right, John. Before thank you to everybody who submitted questions. Go to Apple Podcasts, submit more questions. And um, we appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. All right. Before we go any further, though, let's tell the people about our friends at Indeed. Where right now you get a $75 sponsored job credit to update your job, upgrade your job post. At Indeed.com slash ham offers good for a limited time. In the minute that we were just rattling off QB names, in that single minute, 16 hires were made on Indeed, including the Indeed data worldwide. You can yeah, Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Find great talent faster through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match assessments and virtual interviews. Think how easy, I mean, virtual interviews, Indeed.com slash ham. I mean, what are we doing? This is how you find great talent. Listen to us. Listen to our friends at Indeed. Use our friends at Indeed. Start hiring some sweet people. Now, what's Instant Match? John mentioned Instant Match. Instant Match is over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. Oh. The moment they sponsor a job. It's the only job site where you only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements. So join over 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start now with the $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash ham. Offer good for a limited time. Claim, claim, your, claim tell them, John. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash ham. Indeed.com slash ham. Terms and conditions apply. Pay per qualified applicant. Not available for all users. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year, you get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef. Free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park, been there a million times, never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, 
promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app, your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. All right, we thought we'd go beyond the mailbag to questions we weren't asked, but questions we thought of. You have two, I have two. Uh, these are like mailbag, could be mailbag questions, whatever we want. And uh, we don't know what the other uh, has uh, prepared. Okay. You recently signed a long-term contract with uh, your barber, who is returning from an injury, right? Sprained his ankle, tore his Achilles or something? Uh, 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 knee contusion. Knee contusion. Pick up on, the, on the pickup hoops, uh, street courts of San Francisco. Yep. Here's my question. You obviously have hair that would grow nice and long. You also, you, while you don't, you could create a very strong beard. Would you rather not be able to cut your hair for a year, but you could shave? Or would you rather not be able to trim your beard, but get normal haircuts? If you had to choose one, gun to your head, which one are you choosing? So either my hair grows out for a year. 12 months. Or my beard grows out for a year. Yes. And you can manicure the the other. You can do whatever you want with it, but it's got to grow. Yes. That's really tough. Because on one hand, I hate facial hair. If I never grew another lick of facial hair, another single follicle popped out of my face, I'd be a happy man. I hate it. It's a pain in the ass. It's like they're, it's wire thick. It fucks anything. Anything I wear that like touches my facial hair when it's more than a day long gets like it gets ruined it gets like pulled do you, do you think a lot itches. of people that thrive with beards have thin facial hair and it's easy i don't on think them? so because i see all these charlie blackman looking motherfuckers <laughs> with bristle brittle bristle pads whatever it's called walking around on their face and ultimately i would choose to be able to shave my face and grow my hair because i don't want to i i'm not speaking of rick rubin like that's just i don't i don't want now at the same time it's like what am i doing with this the it's not law it's not straight and flat so i wouldn't go i don't know i grew it out Tony one time Dan? In high school, well, it gets like curly. It gets not wavy, not curly, wavy. I grew it out ish once, but not for a year in high school because I thought we were. I, was, I played hockey and I thought it looked cool coming out of the back of my hockey helmet. Yeah, but uh, I would. That's a good question. I would choose the hair 
only because I hate fate. I, fa- I hate facial hair. But did you have sometimes you ask questions, you have a take. So what, what no, would I be mean, the downside? I, I, Is there a know, downside to me choosing that one? No, I mean, I, I think um, Good question. I think go either way. I, I think I, the Rick Rubin look, which I don't know if it quite become that in a year, but it would get pretty would, outrageous. Yeah. yeah, I just other thing everyone's got, you know, I wouldn't because I can't Taylor Jenkins at it. Right. I can't like line it up. Nope. Like Draymond, you see, Draymond wasn't able to get his barber to come line up his beard today or yesterday because he because had to go to a plastic, plastic surgeon. surgeon. Dray- I, I am. I was thinking, like, you know, probably not getting a podcast from Draymond after getting a huge black eye. Boom! Flip on the internet. He's got a Louis Vuitton uh, beanie on, and his eye is still pretty. He knows good. He knows good content when he sees it, and he's hot <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah, you, you got to ride it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is Draymond. Yeah, he, he ain't he ain't letting the fill in come in on his YouTube no. channel. <laughs> this is Draymond's version of like Debo Samuel unfollow the 49ers. Yeah, this he's 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 rolling. Uh, okay, Here, do you think fun. we get a do you think we get a Draymond take Saturday night? Depends what happens in the game. If they win by like fifteen, if they lose, see, I I kind of feel like we're more likely to get something if they lose and they're down two one. If he's putting out a podcast Saturday night, I'm already impressed. I mean, I've talked to Coward about it. He's blown away. He's told him like, "What you're doing is remarkable." Like, I, I can't. We didn't expect this. And Draymond's just in the flow. If he does it Saturday night. I don't think we'll ever see an athlete be this dedicated to the craft. Well, I think right now he's in this like great creative period. He just tried this thing. He didn't know if it was going to work and it's taking off. It is taking off. And he's li- like, you can't, he likes it right now. He really likes it and it's working and he's, it's what everybody wants their podcast to be. It's working for him pretty quickly. Right. So I think he's just feeling it right now. It's, I mean, guy, he did. I think, he knew he had something, and he did the podcast with Curry, which, I mean, you and I, I don't think people quite understood the power of Steph relative to, like, Dame and Bradley Beal. His Steph Curry interview in two days had well over a million. I'm just going to the channel right now. I was looking at his take on after the game. He had 700,000, 700,000 people watched his 13-minute Right now, yeah, seven hundred forty thousand people watched his, you know, fourteen minute post game Memphis, uh, getting ejected. Just on YouTube, That's, not to mention how many times it got played somewhere else. Everywhere. That's what everyone quoted. Right, was literally Draymond Green. I mean, he's gone to the point now where he just, you're right, he's feeling it. Where he just tells the media, like, I got nothing for you. I got to go podcast. And he's not. But at first, it was like this kind of fun. Like he's dead serious. You know, like, I'm Why would not I give you, you what I can keep for myself? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. That was a good one. Uh, kind of the same vein, actually. Here's my question for you. If you had to get a tattoo, what would you get and where would you get it? I've thought about this before because I, I don't I don't have my arms. I'm, I'm not a cutoff arm guy. You know, I'm not our buddy Brian Hawkins. I don't have defined arms. And to me, to get an arm tattoo... I know a lot of people have it without looking. You don't need to be the rock, but to me, you got to have like the the uh, the bicep muscle kind of, or else it's it's a terrible look. Bottom line, um, I, I think the worst look is easily the the Luca kind of bigger tattoo on the forearm. Uh, I would do something that I could cover up. I you know it'd be funny to go on your butt, right? If it was small, is there a size limit on the tattoo? No, whatever you want, wherever you want. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it'd probably be some family-related thing. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, again, you know, I'm not little maybe a little American flag on the back, you know, kind of like on the one of my shoulder blades but uh-huh. like where uh-huh. where shirt covers it up. Mm-hmm. But if I was wearing like a tank and I'm not a tank top guy, where you know, if it moves over, you're like, is the middle golf tatted up? Yeah. Yeah. You, you know? see a little you see a little bit of it peeking. It it would peeking be either out. funny on the butt. What you would probably you get? wouldn't do? Okay. Yeah. Initials on the butt would be kind of funny. Your own initials. <laughs> yeah, just but all my whole family is JM. My mom was Joe. My dad was Jeff. My little brother's Jeff. So it's like you could just go JM. It represents the, the family <laughs> creed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it'd be it'd be something in that vein, family oriented, yeah. or the or somewhere the American flag on the on the shoulder blade back, relatively small. I remember yeah. our buddy Joe Bernardi, who's now coaching at Auburn, obviously Italian. He had a cool Italian flag. I think it was on his chest. Oh wow! But. You know, you don't think Joe Bernardi is a tack guy because, again, you don't see it. Unless... Think of a tough guy, though. Yeah. The, the one that so you think for uh, the one that a lot of guys are getting now is the above the knee tat. Have you noticed yeah, that? No, I, I couldn't. I wouldn't do legs. <laughs> it's like the problem with to me, the above the knee tat is like, uh, you know, however tan you are from like the kneecap down, you're less tan in all likelihood from the kneecap up. And so it's like. And the leg hair, and it's just not for me. I, I don't think it's a... You know. The one thing cool kind of about a back, but not too big of a tattoo, is like if you're at, you know, on like vacation at a pool, people are like, God, this guy, he's got a little something cooking there. Right. He's got a little something right. to him. Barbecue. Yeah, he's just, he's just kind of ready for... Well, I mean, I know what you'd have to go with, which would be the, our, our, the punter at Fresno State, uh, Ben Shapiro. Andrew Shapiro. Andrew, Andrew, yeah. Andrew Shapiro. Sorry, Andrew. He, you know, just a fantastic Jewish punter who I once gave advice not to try to pursue the NFL. And then he got a training camp invite and it was an incredible experience. And he's like, thanks for giving me terrible advice. I'm like, I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to mean. <laughs> but he had a, you know, obviously Jewish guy had a great star, David, I think on kind of Bernardi on the chest. Yeah. He's a good dude. He's a good dude. I do uh, think star David is just a classic. Star David, yeah. Like, yeah, that's not a bad one. You can never deny it then, though. You know, they come for you. No. Like, huh? That was Cowboys fan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's your next one? This one, you one know, my, each. yeah, it's just this kind of mean slash, you know, I guess mean spirit is probably wrong, but it's, you know, people are going to know I'm taking a shot here. How much would I have to pay you? I already know what this is. To attend Every single A's game, every single A's home game for a season, uh-huh. and sit at the top of the stadium. Obviously, there is no one there. You'd be all by yourself. You have to go alone. Yeah. But this season is I, no prorated. You have to start. We have to start next year. All eighty-one home games. You cannot miss one game. And just obviously, you can sit wherever the fuck you want at that stadium. You have to go because they close Mount Davis. You probably have to go home plate and go all the way to the top. And sit there alone, kind of like uh, was it Jordan Love's family that the Chiefs put all the way up? His wife, or his girlfriend, <laughs> and his mom, yeah, or her mom. You have, to do, you have to do that. At least in fairness to that packed house, you know, you're around other people. You right. are alone at the top. A lot of night games, probably a little chilly. It is. I've been there at night. Now, here's the thing, right? Like, I I got paid very little money to go there every day, but it was per you know professional development. Like, you have to pay me more to go when I'm not working, right? 
Obviously, you can't monetize this. You're, you know, Alyssa's not going to want to go. Could, could we, let's say they play the draft Thursday night, A's play. Can I podcast from up there? No, you're just stuck there watching. So, you're, so you are you are stunting my professional. You're stunting my career is what you're doing. Like to me, if, if you said, yeah, you can go up there, but you can take a little a little MiFi. We could do the podcast. You could watch the draft. You could stream it. Then my number's not as big as you would think to do that. Like my number might be like five hundred or seven hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> is that too big? No. I mean, Why are you laughing? Of time. Well, no, it's just funny. I, think, I thought you were going to say $500 a game or something. Well, I well, like, to me, you're talking about, if we're really having this serious conversation, you're talking about, I I can't travel. I can't for, I can't, you know, I might have a game that somebody off Fox says, can you do this game on Saturday? I got to say no. You're talking about multiple, it gets the multiple podcast problems. You're talking about Sunday podcasts, which are big. Yeah, it's throwing your financial off. You're stuck up there. Uh, you obviously ha- it's time consuming. You can't monetize what you're seeing. Like so, it's just a lot of time away. Ultimately, from I could not like I, I could potentially flip it into this guy just got ma- paid two million. This guy's making more than most of the players just to sit in the upper deck, right? If I was making yeah. like two million bucks, we have to find you a sponsor to pay you. So uh, when we continue the, the podcast, we'd have to find ways around. You know, I mean. It'd be selfish also, right? To well, those you, I mean, if you got a large six-figure investment, we might be able to spread around and get a fill-in host and all make money off it. Yeah, I mean, I think I it would need to be at least, it'd need to be in the seven figures. <laughs> what, do you think that's too low? No, I mean, I, I don't know. What would be me. your, no, I mean, I don't even. I mean, I, you, I, I, don't, I, I would just keep it. hanging up. Two Trains, million dollars oh. you would hang up? Well, I mean that that would start being a number where you'd listen, but yeah, you, yeah. you, you okay. eventually like again, astron unless it's like life like two million dollars ultimately is not completely changing my life. It would clearly help me out, I guess, you know, to like put a down payment on a big house or something. But it doesn't change my life for the next 20 years. But that experience by about the third homestand, you're like, I don't I'm gonna lose my mind. I don't want to be here. So the you that I feel like to the, money. the mental aspect of that I it would to me it'd be the other stuff prof- specifically professionally that is preventing me from doing because it's eighty two times yeah or eighty one times a lot a lot like three hundred thousand dollars would be thirty five hundred bucks a game it, which after I'm a while not, I'm not feel low I don't want to be you know uh, some elitist Jalen yeah. Rose on ESPN talking about how Orlovsky flies commercial but also. You know, there is a cost, an opportunity cost, an opportunity lost cost, or an opportunity cost lost, or whatever, however you look yeah, at it. Yeah, I mean, right? what if the, your fill-in turned out to be better than you? And then you lost... As long as it's called Abram and the Middlecoff, and I get 50% well, of it. <laughs> but what if we you know, pivoted to Smith and Middlecoff? Shit! <laughs> That's where you'd have to have so much money. Middlecoff like, yeah, and, million dollars. Middlecoff and Gehrig. Son of a bitch! <laughs> All right, my last one for you. We actually talked about this at dinner on Thursday night, but it was so good. I came up with my own one. Three words you can tell your 13-year-old self. What do you say? The one we heard that I did like was uh, Tesla Bitcoin buy. <laughs> I, I think it would be something like that. But the more you think about it, it's, that might not mean that much to a 13. I think it was 16-year-old, whatever. I mean, under yeah, whatever. non-30-year-old, like year old, you'd be like, what? especially when you're telling them about something that hasn't existed. Uh, it might be, 
13-year-old meet Mark Zuckerberg, something like that. That's a good one. Like, honestly, meet Elon Musk. Yeah. And then it Find would be on. Elon Musk. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? That might be what it was. Find Elon Musk. What if you and found you the wrong just... Mark Zuckerberg, too? That's so where you'd probably. Well, I found pick... a. Yeah, you would pick Elon Musk then because there's only one Elon right. Musk. You might find Elon up... Musk. Now, a rabbi the, what, in you know, San Antonio it, but, named okay, Mark Find Elon Musk. You say that at 14. I don't know. Like, you can only lead a horse to water. Like, there's a what decent chance I wouldn't have any clue what to do. But what if you told Elon, somebody time traveled, they told me to find you, you know? And then it's up to him to, like, wow, the, the universe is, I'm supposed to bring this person along with me. What? would you say is the biggest upset in the history of our sports watching life? Cause you could go like, yeah, bet house, but what's your, how, how much do you have? Yeah. You don't have any, you don't have capital. It would be meet Elon Musk. Find Elon Musk would be mine. It, you'd have to be, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a game. You'd have to bet on a team, like a preseason team, like a long shot to win the championship. Short and Ron now. <laughs> Well, that's so like what I wrote down and then I realized it wouldn't work because I was older than this when this company got invented. What I wrote was quit school, YouTube. <laughs> quit school, YouTube. But YouTube wasn't founded until we were in college. So but that's what I would tell myself in 2005. Quit school, YouTube. That's not terrible. I, I think it would have to be YouTube something. Has to in be that, one word for that to work, which it is. It would have to be something in that vein. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's something like that for sure. So n neither one of us would pick something like, uh, no, you know, preventing some disaster. Oh, uh, that's see, that's selfish. You're right. Now that I think about it, you know, you know, I don't even want to say the one I just thought of. It's too dark. Yeah, but I mean, it'd be hard to be like, is it a date like, one word like nine eleven government? Call? That's the one I thought of. Yeah, yeah, Warren. Twin Towers warrant. Yeah, I don't know how, you, how you, you, do that. you you could you could argue if you if you had a deep thought about it and just like spend some time by yourself, the karma of doing something great yeah. would be paid back over like having yeah. some fifteen year old John Middlecoff link up with Elon Musk from in Canada in nineteen ninety six. Like we're on YouTube right now and it's going well. Right? Like living with would you know that you had chosen to Tell yourself to get on YouTube early instead of stopping a terrorist attack. Attack. So yeah, I mean, what's one of the biggest? Would nine eleven be? You'd have to really think in like our lifetime, it'd, it'd be up there domestically. Yeah, I mean, the problem is there's there's too many things you could choose from, but yeah, you just have to pick. I think that would be the move. You're right. You know, you'd have to swallow your pride and be like, you know, I could have been Elon Musk's right hand man, his partner, and been. What if you tried to combine role? the two? Is, is there a way you could do two things? Three words is all you get. What if it's this nine? Uh, yeah. Well, you see, that's the problem. September it's 11th hard. is it's hard. Yeah, it, it really is. Because you need to be specific enough that the government takes your warning seriously. Yeah, and they probably would. They get so yeah. many bullshit yeah. you know, tips. You, you would have to find a way to do something great and save lives and hope the karma of life would pay you back. Yeah, or I'm just a, the sad, the karma, just simply the satisfaction of knowing you do something good might. But that might be you don't need to get anything back. That might be enough. The Honestly, I think the I think the coolest thing we've done as a podcast is the no kid hungry raising twenty five thousand dollars in the fall. I mean, honestly, that was just makes you feel better about like some sweet take on Debo. I mean, we did have a Schefter video of viral. I mean, that was pretty cool. That was pretty sweet. Yeah. 
but you know that was a joke. I, I, right. I, the Elon Musk thing, I you just hard to pass sorry, up. Sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah. What if you like invent, uh, uh invent self autonomy? Like, fuck, I'm not smart enough for that. Auto- no, invent autonomous vehicle. Shit. Steve right. Jobs iPod. Do something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to I get like a hold this. of these guys. I like our own mailbag questions to each other. Probably easier to get a hold of people. A lot of kids listening will Back never then. know what the. Do you remember what the yellow pages were? Absolutely. Yeah. Remember how big that thing was? Massive. God, it was huge. But you remember how it smelled? Day. That's the part you can't recreate. Is how it smelled when you opened it. John, find the number for Bill Williamson. We need to get a hold of him. I watched an old interview Howard Stern did. I was telling you this the other night, or I think I was telling you this last night, or did I tell you on the podcast with Conan? It was old. And they were arguing about, not arguing, he was grilling Conan, did you and Lisa Kudrow have sex? And Howard goes, well, let's let's call her up. And and then, uh, what's his name? His guy, his producer, what's the guy's name? Uh, Chubby or guy? Yeah, uh, Baba Booey or whatever. Oh, Howard's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, uh, Uh, Howard, we don't have her home number. Say, like, oh, we don't have our home number. Never mind, because we can't call it. <laughs> that was it. I'd say Howard was a little crazier back in the day than his uh, takes now. He's a little safer. You get so rich. I think he was less takes related and more sh- truly shock jock. And inter- and his interviews were, have always been incredible. It was more about, like, let's get six prostitutes in here. And, you yeah. know. He was going nuts. All right. On that note. Great Mother's Peace. Day conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Thanks for hanging, everybody. Adios. See ya. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.